Welcome to the Mom Manual. Motherhood doesn't come with instructions, but it should. We are on a mission to highlight ordinary moms doing extraordinary things to build the ultimate mom manual. Every week, I have the distinct honor of speaking with women about the lessons they've learned and the inspiration that got them to where they are today. Join us for a conversation that will spark creativity, provide actionable tips, and celebrate the ordinary and extraordinary moments of motherhood. The Mom Manual starts now. Hi everyone, Tara with the Mom Manual here today. I am so excited. We have an awesome guest today and something a little different from our super mom baby focus. This is for all the mamas today. Shanna Hutchison with Wellness for the Win. She is a wife. She is a boy mama with her second on the way. She's a registered dietitian, a blogger, and a podcaster. She is doing all the things. Shanna, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So much of our podcast is really focusing on baby and, you know, milestones and developments and baby, baby, baby. And I am excited to focus on us, the mom Mm -hmm. today. So tell us a little bit about, you're doing all the things. How (laughs) did you get into being a registered dietitian and a blogger and a podcaster? Give us your whole story. Yeah. Well, thank you again for having me. And gosh, to keep a long story short, I, you know, I kind of grew up in a very active family and had an interest in nutrition and exercise and all of that kind of stuff throughout high school. And then I went to Kansas State University and they happened to have some degrees that were along the lines of those topics. And I was like, well, that would be cool to kind of turn my passion into a profession. And I stumbled upon dietetics specifically and realized, you know, all the different opportunities that are out there for registered dietitians. So that's kind of the, you know, direction I decided to go. And I graduated in 2015 and right after that I started my blog and you know 2015 seems like a million years ago at this time but you know everything social media wise was very different at that time at the time it was very much just a passion project and something that you know I was sharing healthy recipes and nutrition tips and things from a dietitian perspective and it has really shifted a lot over time as again, you know, the landscape of social media has changed, but also I've gone through different seasons of life, such as pregnancy and pregnancy loss and postpartum and, you know, trying to balance being a healthy human as well as a mom and someone who works full time and has their own business and all of these things. And so I'm very passionate about helping. I've always been very passionate about women specifically, but now as a mom and someone who understands really the the dynamic and everything that changes when you have that extra person to take care of, you know, it can be difficult at times to continue to prioritize your own health. And so I'm very passionate about helping moms specifically continue to prioritize themselves and figure out how to do that in a way that feels realistic and sustainable and affordable and all of those things. And also fun. You know, I think health should be fun and, you know, it shouldn't feel restrictive or like you have to be on a specific you know, crazy fad diet or trend or any of those things. There are so many ways that you can really simplify it and make it a long lasting long-term change. So that's what I try to help women do is really improve their relationship with food and their bodies as they are working on improving their health. So as somebody who regularly goes to the gym, I will say this is my least favorite time of the year because (laughs) I, the last couple of times I have gone, every treadmill has been filled, every workout station. I'm like, there's nowhere to work out. Like who are all people? 
but we know in a week or two, they'll all be gone. So I love the idea coming from the lens of a registered dietitian. It's not like you need to get on this crazy thing and work out a hundred times a day and, you know, eat 10 calories or whatever it is. And then you burn off. Like this is small changes that can be sustainable for a full, you know, it's not a diet, right? It's something style change. So today you're going to go over a couple takeaways for us and let's jump in. The first is how to shift your focus away from the scale. That's like the million dollar question. (laughs) Yes. And, and such a difficult one for really everyone, but especially I think for women and being moms, our bodies change, you know, that's just a fact of pregnancy and postpartum is we go through a lot of changes and it's very normal and and it's valid too to have those thoughts and those feelings of wanting your body to maybe look different or like it did before or all of those things you know and it's okay i always want to emphasize it's okay to have a desire to lose weight however i like to challenge women to kind of put the scale on the back burner and say you know what would it feel like to wake up every day and say what can I do to care for my body today versus what can I do to shrink my body today? That's a huge mindset shift and something that can just help us be so much more consistent and intentional about our daily habits and how we're caring for ourselves and showing up for ourselves. So again, you know, when we have that focus on the scale, we might be obsessing over calories or eating as few calories as possible or trying to exercise every chance we get Versus again, just focusing on, okay, what are some habits that are good for me that make me feel good, hopefully, and that I enjoy, you know, that's really that magic equation for that long-term success is engaging in habits that are good for you and also enjoyable because <laughs> it's very possible to live a healthy lifestyle that is that again it is fun and it is enjoyable and it is sustainable but when we are constantly doing these very restrictive plans or very unrealistic plans or things that are meant to be 21 days or 30 days or yes. you know 75 days or whatever it is that's not setting us up for that long term so we really have to think about the big picture and how we want to feel forever not just you know in the in the next couple of months and so that again is a big mindset shift and something to kind of challenge yourself to think about and if you're someone who is finding okay I'm getting really caught up in the numbers whether that's the scale or calories or macros or whatever it is you know most people can't like quit that kind of stuff cold turkey if that's something that you've been doing for years or months or whatever it is, but kind of just slowly scaling back from that and checking in with, again, maybe I could journal about how I feel throughout the day. Maybe I could try to be more mindful and intentional about eating consistently throughout the day so I'm regulating my hunger levels and not getting to the point where I'm starving and then overeating, you know, just kind of having that vicious cycle. So it's really just a matter of getting in tune, better in tune with your body. And and really the overarching theme too is respecting your body. That's the big thing that women struggle with is they're, you know, women, we're so hard on ourselves. We're like our own worst critics. And if we really think about the ways that we talk to ourselves sometimes it's really sad, right? So like checking in with that and saying, okay, how am I speaking to and about myself? And would I ever say that to a friend? And if not, can I start to shift that? And that can be really helpful too. Oh my gosh. So much good stuff to unpack here. (laughs) The last point you just made, I heard um, on another podcast, somebody say, would you ever say that to your younger self? Like think about yourself as a 10 year old or a 15 year old. Like, would you ever say like your thighs are disgusting or your stuff is fat? Like you would never say that. 
And right. so I think if we like try to honor like our inner girl or inner child mm-hmm. and speaking with the friends, like you would never criticize your friend the way you criticize yourself. But going back to the scale, I do think this is one of those very, it becomes very unhealthy. And mm-hmm. I feel very fortunate that I grew up in a home where we all have weird things, right? In terms of like food and eating and calorie restriction and body and in high school, what we look like and think about. But because right. I played sports, I played soccer um, into college and I ran track and it was, it was always not the focus on like what, it, what your body looks like, but how strong your body is. Mm-hmm. So to me, like it was never to step on a scale because when I was working out really hard and like my body was at its best, I was always heavier, right? Right. It was muscle. And so I remember my mom would say like, feel how your jeans fit. You don't ever need to look at a scale. You just need to know how your jeans fit. And when I would start working out more, even if I was getting heavier and I weighed more, like I would feel my jeans and be like, oh, but they fit amazing because like my body is shrinking, but I'm gaining weight through my muscle. So I never did the scale thing. Um, but I do have friends that like every morning they'll get their scale and they'll step on it. And if they're one pound heavier or two pounds heavier, like they get upset. And mm-hmm. so much of it is water weight. We, my husband, I call him like a yo-yo dieter and we, we went on a cruise and he's like, Oh, I'm stuffing my face. I'm gaining all this weight. He's like, I'll just like lose it when I get home. And, and I'm Mm -hmm. like, yeah, but you're going to do what this, he does this, like, it's like a soup cleanse or something. And he says he loses 15 pounds in one week. And I'm like, that's not even real. Like that's not water weight or something. That's not legitimate. Like you didn't lose 15 pounds of weight in one week. And so, and then he'll like get on the scale and he'll look at it. And to me, it just, it like, it never has made sense, but Mm -hmm. I'm also very grateful. And I recognize that's because when I was in high school, my parents set it up a certain way for me where they were Mm -hmm. like this, that doesn't matter. It's, it's like how you feel and and like how your genes fit. So I think as we think about what we would say to ourselves versus a friend, as we Mm are moms and I have two daughters and I have two sons, you know, and we're raising our kids, like if they see us stepping on the scale every day. Like mm-hmm. your nine-year-old is going to go, wait, mom, I want to scale so I can be like you and step on it every day. And you're like, yeah. well, well, that's not what we're trying mm-hmm. to, you know, impose here. So I, the scale for me is just, it's something that I am like, nobody ever needs a scale. Like we don't even need one in our house. It's totally not necessary. Um, yeah. but what do you say to the person that's like, since high school, I have been getting on the scale every day. Like, how do you kind of change that? Or, you know, is it a mindset shift? Is it like, if they get comfort for the scale, how do you kind of you know, talk to people about that. Yeah. So it definitely depends on the person, you know, again, everyone's relationship with the scale is a little bit different, but I would definitely, like you said, check in with, okay, am I doing this first thing every single day? And does it dictate how my day goes? Because if so, that's a problem. You know, I, I have a lot of clients that I talk to where, you know, like you said, if it's, if it's up one, one pound or two pound or even 0.5 pounds, it's, it just is this downward spiral. And so really being able to recognize that and say, okay, maybe this isn't serving me well and gradually cut back. So again, for most people, it's not like a cold turkey sort of thing where they can just all of a sudden not weigh themselves and not think about it, but maybe going down to once a week or something like that. And then eventually, you know, hopefully you'll find, okay, you know, when I'm not so fixated on that number, I am better able to focus on how I feel, my habits, my behaviors, and how those things are serving me instead of the numbers. So that would be kind of my biggest suggestion is really just checking in with how it's affecting you and your mood and, you know, whether or not that's helpful or harmful. Yeah, no, I love all those suggestions. 
Our next takeaway, simple diet changes to improve nutrition and energy. I need, uh, as a mom of four young kids and a business owner, I need all the energy. So give me all the <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Yes. And this is so important for mom. I mean, for moms, for everyone really is improving energy. Cause I think we live in a culture where, you know, everyone is hustling, right? 24 seven. We're trying to get all the things done. I'm super guilty of that too, but we're oftentimes relying on tons of caffeine or, you know, just running on empty. And so really, first of all, giving ourselves permission to eat is number one. So, you know, again, when we have that mindset of wanting to lose weight, we're focusing on restriction versus nourishment. And that is a key difference because, you know, regardless of the activity that we are or are not doing, we need calories and fuel to function. And, you know, we can't expect ourselves to feel vibrant and have energy to exercise or energy or desire to meal plan and meal prep and all of these things if we're not fueling ourselves appropriately and consistently. And that's something that is really challenging, again, for especially new moms who have you know, maybe a newborn and they don't have a ton of time to be doing all this cooking and things like that is just kind of skipping meals, whether it's intentional or not. Um, but yeah, you know, again, if we're going six hours without eating something, we're not going to feel great. And then we're likely going to overeat or reach for just anything that's convenient and easy and fast, which oftentimes may not be the healthiest option. There are definitely quick and easy things that are nutritious, but just being a little bit more mindful of, again, eating consistently throughout the day, ideally, you know, I won't, I won't go into intermittent fasting because that's a whole thing, but I I'll say, just, no, 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 I need your, I need your opinion on that. Cause I, I am so guilty. My team always jokes with me. We all work virtual and I have back-to-back call. We are a very small team. So my calls are pretty much back-to-back. I always said, if I could have an IV pole to intravenously <laughs> feed me and I could just continue working and the, like the food could come through, I, I am in flow state so often at work that I'm like, I cannot break to eat. And so I, I'm, I'm like, I'll go half a day without eating. And then I don't, it's not that I don't notice it. I'm just like, it's not a priority. So I'm like, I don't have time. But then I'll get to a point where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like, my stomach physically hurts because I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what, and so the intermittent fasting, that was like a, a validation to me. Cause I'm like, amazing. Like I don't have to eat all day. Like perfect. <laughs> People are saying that. So I need your quick opinion on it. Cause I know it's very mm-hmm. controversial. What, what do you think about it? Yeah. So, well, and there's a big difference between intermittent fasting and kind of what you're describing, which is very common where you're going majority of the day without eating because you're simply forgetting or not prioritizing nutrition or, you know, regular meals. And so, you know, again, for intermittent fasting with all things nutrition, it depends, right? It depends on a lot of different factors, but I would say, you know, if you are intermittent fasting, if that's what you choose to do, if you genuinely feel better doing that, then that's okay. But I would encourage people to be very intentional about what they are eating within that eating window, because when it's, when your eating window is so shortened, it can be a lot more challenging to get what you need nutritionally to support your body, especially if you are postpartum and you know, your body's in a state of healing and, you know, re you need to kind of replenish And, and even if you're not postpartum, again, you know, regardless of your stage of life, we need calories, we need nutrients. 
Because I think we we oftentimes think of food just in terms of calories versus vitamins, minerals, protein, fiber, antioxidants, all the nutrients that we are getting from food, we are going to be lacking if we're eating once a day or twice a day. Um, So we have to be really thoughtful about, okay, what are my meals consisting of if I'm only eating twice a day? You know, so just being really, really smart about that. And also with that too, your example, you know, again, is very common. I, I speak to a lot of people who are like, you know, just trying to, to grind at work and not, not taking meal breaks, but I would really encourage everyone to take breaks, yeah. <laughs> not just, not just for your physical health, but also your mental health, your stress levels. You know, it's so important to give ourselves those mental breaks. And I know it's hard to do. And I, you know, a lot of people I talk to, they're like, I need to like actually set a reminder on my calendar to cue me to eat because I just like you, they get in that zone and they're, they don't want to stop. And I get that. But again, we have to think about, okay, how am I caring for myself? And is that supportive of my, my goals? And also how is that impacting me later? Because if I, am I eating 75% of my calories in those, you know, three hours before bed, that's not super ideal either. Today's episode was brought to you by Dreamland Baby. I want to introduce you to a product that hundreds of thousands of parents use to help their baby sleep, the Dreamland Baby Weighted Sleep Sack. Hi, I'm Tara Williams, host of the Mom Manual and founder of Dreamland Baby. When my son Luke was six months old, he was still waking up every hour and a half. I was completely exhausted, frustrated, and at my wit's end. Sound familiar? My solution to create a gently weighted sleep sack that babies can safely wear to help them feel calm, fall asleep faster, and stay asleep longer. The award-winning doctor-approved Dream Weighted Sleep Sack and Swaddle features our proprietary CoverCom technology, evenly distributed weight from your baby's shoulders to toes to help naturally reduce stress and allow your little one to feel relaxed and sleep soundly. If you're struggling to get your baby to sleep for longer stretches and go down easier, you're not alone. This product was a game changer for my son and can be for your family too. And right now we've got a special discount exclusive to mom manual listeners. Use code MOMMANUAL15 at checkout to get 15% off site-wide. Isn't it time for you to invest in rest? Again, there's a lot of different things that go into it, but I would say eating more consistent, balanced meals throughout the day will serve you way better in terms of your, A, your ability to get the nutrition that you need, but also your energy levels. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I I have um, one of the guys on my team, he actually has on his calendar food break. And Good. We, we Good for him. <laughs> well, we give him a hard time about it, but it's like, you, you know, I think when you work from home, like you, you really do get in the zone a lot of times. And yeah. then it's just, it's, you're like, oh, it can skip to later. And then you're like, okay, like right now, like I have a call nine to 10, 10 to 11, 11 to 12. And so I basically get up to that point and I'm like, I have five minutes. I can, I do get water at least. So I'm like, I could grab water and go to the bathroom or I could like make something. And I'm like, oh, it's easier just to do that. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't eaten. And it's three o'clock. So right. with this, like one thing that I've tried to do is um, athletic greens. So like I started on that. One of the girls on my team used to work there and is like, it really is amazing. So I think for me, like I'm now just doing like more nutritional things, but I heard a podcast and someone was like, drinking your greens and bone broth, like doesn't count as food. So yeah. for the people- that are like me. And, and I do know a lot of people are like, wow, I'm jealous. I wish I could forget about food. I wish like my mom has the hardest time 
Like she could eat 20 boxes of pizza every day. Like she like loves like sweets and food. And for me, it's just not, it's not even that I'm busy. I just don't care all that much about food. Um, so that's, there's like different camps of people, right. But for the people who are super busy, have toddlers, like are just, you know, eating mac and cheese off their kids' plates, like what are some easy things? I would literally was thinking about this this morning that I was like, maybe I can do those overnight oats. I don't even know what that would look like, how to make them. What are like some easy things you say that like everybody should have in their fridge? You could buy it. You can prep it. Like that is just like that quick go-to when you have two minutes and you can only grab something. Like what, what are some of those for you? First of all, I'll say I have a couple of different recipes for overnight oats on my blog. <laughs> so a little plug for my website, wellnessforthewind.com. I have one that's pumpkin and one that's just like original with blueberries in it. But that is such a great nutrient dense option for breakfast. And it's so filling. And that's something that can keep you full for like four hours and then you're good till lunch. So definitely recommend that um, as a great breakfast option. But as far as like quick and easy options to have on hand, like you said, if you have five minutes between a meal um, or excuse me, between meetings or something and just need a quick snack, I think, you know, again, trying to make the most of your snacks and ideally every time we have a meal or snack, we want to try to get a balance of nutrients to support, again, balanced blood sugar, but also that'll keep us full and satisfied a lot longer and support our energy levels as well. So really getting a balance of protein, fat, and carbs, ideally more of those high fiber sources of carbs. So things like that would be fruits, vegetables, whole grains, um, legumes, which we don't often include at snacks, but, you know, just as an example for meals. Um, so, you know, some easy options could be things like, you know, any kind of mixed nuts, you know, those are portable and easy grab and go shelf stable. You can keep them in your desk. Um, if you do have access to a fridge, things like, you know, string cheese or some Greek yogurt that you can throw some fruit into, or, you know, even some whole grain crackers with your cheese, or of course, any type of fruit is great. Um, you know, I would just say to pair your fruit again with a protein or fat source to kind of balance your blood sugar and keep you full longer. Um, even like jerky can be an an easy grab and go protein rich option as well. Of course, vegetables are wonderful. If you have Um, you know, some baby carrots or chopped up bell peppers or something that you want to pair with some hummus and some, you know, pita chips or whole grain crackers, that could be a great snack as well. So ideally, again, getting a protein source, if you can get some color in, that's a bonus as well. Um, So that would be kind of my, my recommendation for kind of the, the balance to aim for if you just need something quick. Yeah. And what about, um, what, what do you think about these drinks like athletic green and doing bone broth? And like, is that kind of in addition to, or supplement of, and, and vitamins? Like what, what do you think of all, all of that type of stuff? Yes. Good question. So I agree with whatever podcast you listen to that. That's not a replacement. <laughs> um, yeah. I would say, you know, again, it depends, you know, it definitely depends on the overall, diet and the overall intake and of course the individual and goals and things like that. But, you know, bone broth is not a meal. So, you know, we can't, we can't just expect to drink something like that. And that's all we need. Um, And also we have to keep in mind that when we drink a liquid, it doesn't have the same volume that we're going to experience from whole foods. And so again, a lot of times we're not going to feel super full and satisfied after that. Even if it does have a decent dose of protein, um, it's likely not going to sustain us as long. Not to mention, it's not nearly as enjoyable as like sitting down and actually eating a meal, you know, and with the greens powders, I would say with, with all supplements being very careful about the type of supplements that you're consuming and, the quality of them because supplements are not regulated. So we definitely want to make sure it's a reputable brand and that they're 
ideally, I mean, I would say always going for options that are that are third party tested, which basically just ensures that what they're saying is in it is legit. Um, yeah. So you're not just, you know, getting heavy metals and things that are often present and yeah. protein powders and things like that. So, you know, with with af- athletic greens, I know those are very popular, but yeah. keep in mind, they are also incredibly expensive yes. compared to real food. Yes. So I would say, you know, a hundred times over, I would recommend whole foods over things like green powders. And also I have, I have kind of a series of reels on my Instagram where I highlight all the different places that you can add spinach. So things like, you know, adding a a cup of spinach into a smoothie is super easy to do or scrambling eggs and and sauteing some spinach in or sauteing spinach to throw into a pasta dish or, you know, even like making like a homemade chipotle burrito bowl type of thing and tearing up some spinach to throw in that. You know, there's a lot of different ways that you can incorporate greens throughout your day that are very easy and doable and also enjoyable, especially if you're someone who doesn't necessarily love greens or vegetables, Um, you know, sneaking them into places like that, especially smoothies where they're very much um, disguised (laughs) can be really helpful. Yeah, no, I I love that because I just realized with the athletic greens and I do really feel like it has made me like more, gosh, I feel like this should be like a commercial for them, but any any greens, right? Well, actually not any greens because I actually, from this podcast, it was a functional medicine doctor, I believe. And Mm -hmm. she said, I was taking vitamins from Costco and she was like, it would be better for you to take nothing than take those vitamins because of the heavy metals. And I was shocked. Like here I am spending money on these vitamins, you know, taking them every night, putting them into my little pill box. My kids, my daughter actually asked me if I, if it was possible, I was going to overdose. I'm like, oh my gosh, no, you can't overdose on vitamins, but I mean, (laughs) you can actually, you can, (laughs) maybe maybe I'm on the path for that, but you know, doing all this, all this stuff and thinking I'm being healthy and really I'm putting extra heavy metals into my body. Like it was, it was just so disappointing. Um, and so I did, I was like, I need to make a, a, have a functional medicine doctor. Like I need to meet with them. And now the vitamins that I'm getting are from, they're like, um, they, they you have to get them through the physician, right? So they're mm-hmm. tested they're this and that. And I just didn't realize like there's companies pop up all the time now, right? We're in right. an e-commerce world. You can literally go to Shopify and start your business. And it's like wellness things. And I saw this brand recently that was talking about like, it was like for the postpartum mom, it was like, we can cure ADHD. And I'm like, wait, what? From yeah. like a powder <laughs> that you put into your water, that just doesn't seem legit. And you know that there's people that are buying it and think like, I'm going to stop taking medicine and things. So I agree. You have to be so super careful. Do you have like recommendations or on your blog or a list of like, these are the vitamin brands you should buy. These are the greens you should buy. Like, do you have that? Yeah, good question. So I do actually have, I do have a blog post with some suggestions for supplements specifically. So for like prenatals specifically, I use the brand Full Well Fertility. Um, They have some amazing uh, prenatals as well as fish oil supplements. So if you're in a season of pregnancy and or postpartum, those are great options. Um, There's another brand called um, Nordic Naturals. They have some great omega-3s as well. Um, And I will say too that I have a membership to something called Consumer Lab where you can kind of look at the quality of different types of supplements. And there are 
plenty of options that are available at places like Costco or CVS that have been third-party tested and they are good quality. Um, So, you know, if you want to pay for a membership, you certainly can to to look up some of those options, but um, they're not all created equal. So definitely, yeah, there are some that are better than others. um, And there are some, there are plenty of options that are a little bit more affordable and accessible that are third-party tested. But yes, there are certainly options too that are, um, like you said, only available through a provider or something like that. Um, or that you can purchase online. And again, you should be able to check the labels as well to see, okay, has it been third-party tested? There is different labeling that you can look for. Um, like Nordic Naturals, I know, for example, has a label that just says third-party purity tested, which makes it very easy on you. Um, there's some other ones like uh, made in a cert- certified GMP facility. That's another uh, label you can look for or USP. So there's def- different things that you can kind of check and see. Um, but if you don't see any of those labels, then I would definitely you know, proceed with caution and see if you can find, um, sometimes it's easier to find the information online. So that's sometimes an easier place to, to look. Yeah. And I do think there's definitely a cost associated to it. And so when right. I look at what I value and like, I look at my credit card, like I don't do DoorDash. We don't order our groceries in. we don't like really go out to eat all that much. I don't drink. So I don't spend money on alcohol. Like where I value is, is doing things like, even though the green is more expensive, like if it's a good one, I'm going to spend money on that. I'm going to spend money on the more expensive vitamins, just because that's like my value set. If it's not for everybody, then like, I love that there's options for like less expensive versions that still you're right. not heavy metals. Um, right. that, that is like a whole nother conversation, how we yeah. <laughs> everywhere else, but yeah. Um, okay. Let's jump into our, our third takeaway. So you have some ideas for other lifestyle habits to um, help overall health and wellness. Yes, absolutely. So again, as a dietitian, I'm obviously very passionate about diet and nutrition and how you can support yourself that way. But I think, you know, in our society today, I think there's such a heavy focus on nutrition that we're sometimes forgetting about all the other aspects of our health that are really important as well. So how we move our bodies and how often we move our bodies is so helpful, not only for physical health, but especially mental health. I think, you know, throughout postpartum as well is, you know, moving your body. I mean, there's so much research behind the the mental health benefits of exercise and how it can help anxiety and depression and all kinds of things. So getting, especially, I think it's a bonus if you can get some fresh air as you move your body. So whether that's walking or running or riding your bike or whatever that looks like, pushing your baby in a stroller, you know, that can be an incredible way to support your yourself um, and your overall health. And I think another huge one that this is, you know, a tricky one for new moms, especially, but getting adequate sleep is huge. Um, Again, you know, obviously there's different seasons where it's not going to be possible to get, you know, a regular amount of sleep, but as much as we can, during the seasons where it's possible getting, you know, seven to nine hours of sleep is the recommendation. So, Um, That would be what I would, you know, encourage people to try to prioritize. And also if you're struggling with sleep, you know, really checking in with some of your habits like, okay, am I using my screens, you know, right up to the moment I go to bed? That can be an easy shift to make. I shouldn't say easy because I know it's really hard to, to, you know, unplug and put your phone down. But, you know, even 30 to 45 minutes before bed, trying to unplug, um, maybe reading instead at that time could be a great way to support, um, again, better sleep. Also, like I mentioned before, trying to avoid eating super close to bedtime can be helpful and help you sleep better as well. Um, you know, eating right before bed can sometimes interrupt sleep. So something to also check in with and think about. 
If you're struggling with your mental health, it's going to be really hard to have a desire to make time for exercise or make time for meal planning and grocery shopping and all those things. So I would say getting your mental health in a good place is essential. And whether that means, you know, doing some therapy, I mean, I think therapy is something that so many people could benefit from. So don't be afraid to ask for help if you feel like you need that additional support. Um, Also, especially as moms, I think it can be really easy to pour into other people constantly and kind of forget to do that for yourself. And so, you know, outside of the, the health habits that we've talked about today, doing things that make you feel good that are like fun. So, you know, taking a bath or going to get your nails done or grabbing coffee with girlfriends or whatever that looks like, you know, making time for hobbies and habits that you genuinely enjoy and like that you look forward to, I think is extremely important as well. And something that I just kind of talked about recently on my platform is really like making time for social connection as well and, you know, making time for friendships and, you know, connecting with people. I think just having a good support system. I mean, when they say it takes a village, it really does. Um, You know, we need, we need other people to lean on and especially having people who are in a similar season of life can be so, so life-giving. So those would be some of my, you know, recommendations on things to focus on outside of diet is, you know, getting, I don't know if I mentioned this, getting plenty of water, drinking plenty of water is another big one. So definitely prioritizing that, you know, hydration is key for all kinds of things. Again, moving your body, thinking about your mental health, connecting with other people, all of those are are just so important. Well, it's really interesting because, you know, we, we have had a couple of people come on and talk about skin and health and, and things along those lines. And it's always in any podcast I listen to, it's always the same three things. It's get vitamin C, put on sunscreen and then use a retinol at night. And like anybody <laughs> those three things. So I always laugh about that. And then with any dietitian, any health expert, like anybody in this field, it's always the same thing. Starts with getting the right amount of sleep, seven to nine hours. It is drinking what half your body and water weight. It is moving your body for 30 minutes and it is trying to, you know, eat healthy and get in your greens. So mm-hmm. it's really a pretty simple formula. But I think when you start talking about like, oh, okay, now like you want to take a bath for yourself and meet a friend for a coffee and then you want to move for 30 minutes and then you have these four kids and you're running a business, like it becomes right. then like super overwhelming where you're like mm-hmm. so many things like. Just yeah. taking care of myself is almost a full-time job, but I still need to work right. eight hours a day. So right. for, for the people who are working a lot, and I selfishly use these podcasts for myself, what, <laughs> what do you kind of recommend? You know, is it like just sneak out in between calls for 10 minutes or does it have to be 30 minute chunks? Like what, what does that look like for someone who's like, I'm super busy doing a million things. Like I just can't find the time. Yeah. I love that question because that's something that I talk to clients about all the time is knowing that every little bit counts. So whether that's movement or taking like a break for meditation, if you have two minutes or five minutes, that's better than nothing. That's okay. You know, working out, I think, I think that's what holds people back is that all or nothing thinking, you know, the, the belief that it has to be 30 minutes of high intensity or an hour plus to be effective and helpful. But every single minute of movement is beneficial. Every single minute of prioritizing your mental health is beneficial. So, you know, if you have very small chunks throughout the day, that's all right. Use that. Um, you know, cause I think, you know, I'm very guilty of this, you know, and I'm surrounded by to-do lists <laughs> on my desk right now. I'm so guilty of making a list 
of a million things and then being paralyzed by that and then doing nothing because I'm like, you know, screw it. I'm overwhelmed. I'm just going to scroll social media (laughs) instead. You know, we, I think we're all guilty of that sometimes. And so just knowing that those small chunks add up and can be really, really effective and beneficial for your overall well being. So if that's, you know, starting and start small, you know, start with very realistic, small goals and work your way up. And also don't, don't be like, okay, I'm going to drink 80 ounces of water a day and I'm going to work out 30 minutes a day and I'm going to get greens in at every meal, you know, start with one thing maybe that feels like the most doable. And then, you know, you'll kind of build some confidence as you start to achieve that goal. And then you can build on it as you've kind of gotten into a good consistent routine with it. Um, so yeah, don't, don't try to do too much at once. Cause again, we're in that new year's resolution season where everyone's trying to do all the things and do the most. And so just, yeah, exactly. And then burn out so quickly. And really, once again, that's, that's that key to that long-term success is being realistic and allowing, allowing for balance and flexibility is the key ingredient to that long-term success. So we're, you know, not like doing this, like you said, yo-yo dieting on again, off again, vicious cycle, literally for the rest of our lives. If we allow for balance and flexibility within our, you know, our overall diet and exercise routine and all of those things, it's so much easier to be consistent most of the time and know that we don't have to, you know, schedule in cheat days or any of these crazy things that are not necessarily super helpful for our relationship with food and our bodies. Um, but just, you know, having that balance and flexibility and figuring out, okay, what are some healthy habits that genuinely make me feel good that are enjoyable and sustainable? That is the, the key. And one thing we heard is it's a lot easier to introduce one healthy habit than take away an unhealthy habit. So as you introduce water, like you're naturally just going to like feel better and drink less caffeine. Right. And then you're going to want to start moving your body, which then you're going to say, okay, I'm not going to go binge candy bars because I've already worked out today. So I love the idea of like slowly adding on the healthy things and then just naturally kind of the unhealthy flows out. (laughs) I'm so passionate about health and fitness and wellness and just like living your best life through small different things. Like I do not work out for two hours a day, but I will go on that 30 minute walk for like my well-being. Um, yeah. And the side effect is that you feel good and your body is getting in shape and it's all the amazing things. So tell us, you have like podcasts and blogs and (laughs) websites. Tell us all the places everybody can find you. Yes. Well, thank you again so much for having me. I agree. I, I love this stuff and I like to just make it feel very approachable and doable. So hopefully this will resonate with people, but you can find me, like you said, all the places you can find me on Instagram at wellness for the win. And my podcast is the Wellness for the Win podcast, which we can, you can find wherever you listen to podcasts. And then I do have a website with tons of healthy, easy recipes that are very family-friendly, affordable. Um, so you can find that at wellnessforthewin.com as well. I need all those things. Shanna, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you.